on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk. We'll begin with the Irish Daily Mirror this morning, which has an exclusive that mobile phones are going to be banned in every single school classroom in the country. The Irish Mirror has learned that the government is preparing a plan which will be brought to the cabinet tables in weeks. Ministers feel smartphones in schools are having a bad impact on education. Uh, And there's a teacher quoted in the Mirror as saying a generation has been destroyed by mobile phones. So now the government is planning on banning the use of phones in every classroom in the country. Of course, we have seen initiatives in different schools around the country uh, where phones aren't allowed, but this would be a nationwide ban. Don't know how you police it. Don't know how the teachers' unions will feel, but this is what the government is working on. And according to the Mirror, this will be brought to Cabinet in the next few weeks to be signed off on. The Irish Times' main story, significant number of extra abortion providers. These providers will offer access to abortion services in the coming months. This is according to a briefing note compiled by the Department of Health and given to members of the Oireachtas Committee on Health on Tuesday night because those committee members were publicly questioning what level of work was being done behind the scenes to give effect to recommendations for change made in a recent report by Barrister Marie O'Shea. So the HSE has advised that a significant number of additional sites will be introducing termination services in the coming months. Irish Independent has more on that sewage report by the EPA. The headline, Health Risk, as half of sewage dumped into waterways not properly treated. It's an extraordinary figure. The public's health is at risk and nature is being damaged because more than half of the country's sewage is released into rivers and coastal waters without proper treatment. The EPA says that Ishka Aaron isn't doing enough. Ishka Aaron, as we heard in the news, is saying that there has been big improvements and that there will continue to be improvements. But we're going to need an awful lot of money. You're talking billions here to to, uh, spend on treatment plants over the next 10 or 20 years to get that sorted out. The Irish Examiner goes with that horrible story from Cork about the poor man who laid dead and undiscovered in his home in Cork for over 20 years. The headline fears of further derelict house tragedies and the family of a man who lay dead in his home for over 20 years is calling for a full review of the state's derelict sites regulations to ensure a similar tragedy doesn't happen again. This is Tim O'Sullivan's family who have called for a more proactive approach from authorities to check homes for people. And watching this on the news last night, you definitely would have thought to yourself, before you board up a property, would you not go in and check, is there anyone in there? Uh, Are there remains in there? Obviously, didn't happen in this case. This poor man was found dead in the bed 20 years after he died. Uh, And what was really sad, I don't know if you saw this on the news, but during the report last night, they found a Tesco receipt from a couple of days before it's believed that he died. But then also they found a diary entry uh, to say that he had written down, I went to Tesco for the first time and then he died. It's just really, really sad. So obviously question marks over uh, what local authorities are doing when they board up properties and deem them to be derelict. And also you'd have to say as well, questions on families. You know, how uh, can families maybe check in on loved ones more and find out where they are and how they are doing? Not casting any aspersions on this family, but in general, I think we all need to be um, more cognizant of older people living on their own. Irish Daily Mail, Cabinet Row on Refugees. Tornish, though, was not, bra- not briefed in advance 
Taoiseach gave permission for the plan to be raised at Cabinet without Micheál Martin's knowledge. Of course, if Micheál Martin had have read the papers, he would have seen this in recent days, but apparently he was blindsided by the plan to curtail Ukrainian accommodation, which was raised at Cabinet. Uh, Micheál Martin knew nothing about it, according to the Irish Daily Mail. And obviously there was this proposal. It was thought out by Minister Roderick O'Gorman and given to Cabinet. Micheál Martin, though, was stranded in Luxembourg on Monday evening and he had to take a commercial flight home on Tuesday. So he didn't get to go to the pre-cabinet meeting and felt a bit blindsided by it. The row goes on over what we're going to do uh, with people coming from Ukraine. The Irish Sun goes with the Yosef Pushka trial, the man on trial for Ashling Murphy's murder. He told Gardaí he killed the teacher. The son says the court was told Yosef Pushka allegedly said, I'm feeling guilty, I say I regret it. And he added, the reason I'm pleading guilty is I don't want anything to happen to my family, the court was told. The Irish Daily Star goes with RTE presenter Jennifer Zamparelli, uh, <coughs> who has revealed how she was hit by an ex and physically and emotionally abused in an early relationship. She's talking about a relationship <coughs> in her 20s, opening up on the issue for the first time. The now 43-year-old says that the abuse took place in her 20s. It was a very toxic, frightening relationship, she said. Orti star Jen, my abusive ex hit me. That's on the front of the star. Now, inside the papers, the Telegraph looks at the jobs where people are most likely to identify as lesbian, gay or bisexual. Librarians, coffee shop staff and psychologists are those professions. New analysis uh, examined the proportion of people identifying as LGBT plus in more than 300 professions. Now, flight attendants take the top spot. Also among the professions with the highest percentage of employees who are LGBT uh, are park att- sorry, theme park attendants, authors, writers and translators. Among the jobs with the fewest LGBT plus Uh, Workers were lollipop ladies and men with 92.3% heterosexual people in that profession. Very interesting uh, report there. So the top five flight attendants, actors, theme park attendants, baristas and artists and the bottom 10 roofers and tilers, air conditioning and fridge installers, scaffolders and riggers, bricklayers and farmers. Very interesting. I'm not sure much how you can read in uh, or how much you can read into someone's sexuality and what it's to do with their job. But anyway, that's in the uh, Telegraph, in the Irish Independent and actually in lots of other papers this morning. They're talking about young people and TV and sex on TV and people in the Gen Z category think actually that there's too much sex on TV and they actually think that relationships on screen appear forced. This is a new survey by UCLA which interviewed 1,500 young people to look at how they view TV and what they're saying is 51.5% of those 24 years of age and under want more content focused on relationships and platonic relationships. So we're looking at people here born in the mid-1990s. That's when Gen Z starts. It ends with those born uh, in 2010-2011. And almost half of them said that sex wasn't needed for most plots and they feel romance is overused. Apparently a growing appetite on TV for romance-free shows with many feeling that boy meets girl storylines are now tired and they think that romance storylines on TV is a bit jaded and it's a bit of a trope 
at this stage. A couple of final stories for you. Staying with TV, the star had a look at the Friends experience, which has landed in Dublin for the first time. It's at the point, uh, the Theatre of Light there, and you get a glimpse at the making of the show. Uh, There's also Monica's Kitchen and the iconic Friends Fountain. And you can recreate some of your favourite scenes. So you get to peek your head around Rachel and Monica's purple door. You get to relax in Chandler and Joey's recliners or help Ross with the infamous sofa pivot. And also you go to the coffee house and sit on the couch there if you're interested in the Friends experience. I was speaking to someone who was at it yesterday, said it's very, very good. Tickets are 20 euro, so it costs a few bob. Uh, to go to it and also then when you pay your 20 quid in you still have to pay for pictures if you want to get a photo printed out of you on the couch or whatever Uh, but if you're a Friends fan I'm sure you'll be interested in that final story comes from the eye and lots of people in the office eat at their desk it's called Aldesco and we have a list of the top 10 faux pas if you are eating in the office Uh, this is the pet peeves that workers have about other colleagues And what they say is, number one, big no-no if you're going to be eating at your desk is bringing smelly food in to eat. I worked with someone who used to have uh, egg whites and onions in the microwave and the whole office would stink with it. So don't bring in smelly food. Don't leave your dirty plates on the side of your desk. Don't make loud noises when you're eating. Don't talk with your mouth full. Don't burp. Don't slurp your drinks. Don't leave crumbs at the desk. Don't lick your fingers. Don't leave food on the desk. And a big one, there's always an investigation, uh, who leaves all the Tupperware in the fridge? So that's from the eye. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.